Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugar cane, Three Roll is cane to glass. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge time. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Most of us escape from work by pursuing hobbies that may involve things like exercise or travel or possibly some combination of the two. Some people are fortunate enough to have figured out how to turn the stuff they do for fun into an actual business. What's their secret and is it as idyllic as it sounds? With me today to discuss this are Caroline and Lan Wolf co-owners of Underwater Adventures, a dive shop in the heart of Mid-City in Baton Rouge that sells dive equipment, provides service to divers, and offers scuba training and certification. More fun still, Underwater Adventures will take you on a dive trip where you can build your skills, further your experience, and learn to become a master diver. The Wolves bought the store in early 2021 from its longtime owner, Mark Smith, who was somewhat legendary in the local dive community and had opened the store in the early 1990s. For Lan, owning a dive shop is a second career. He spent 13 years in the military and 28 years after that with the East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office. For Caroline, Underwater Adventures is sort of a part-time job. She works full-time as a consultant for a program that helps schools and libraries. And as you might have guessed, they're a married couple, not brothers and sisters or co-owners who share a last name coincidentally. So there's always that fun dynamic when people who live together, work together, and play together. Y'all kind of got all of it going on, right? But what a really, really cool business. So welcome to Out to Lunch, and thanks for being here with me today. Thank you for inviting us. So, so you, you left law enforcement um, after a long career. Was owning a dive shop always your dream or it just sort of happened? Uh, so I got certified in 94. Uh, the owner that used to own the shop, Mark Smith, he, he's the one that taught me. And I dove with him for quite some years. And then life happened, you know, family, <laughs> right. getting a job where, you know, you couldn't get away anymore. Uh, so that kind of got in the way of my diving a little bit. And then after I got I married Caroline, we had kids that were old enough and she started showing a lot of interest in scuba and she wanted to get certified. So once our kids got out of high school and we no longer had to foot that bill anymore and they moved out of the house, we could you know, kind of get her going in that mm-hmm. direction. So we got her certified. Uh, while she was getting certified, I did a refresher course to get back into scuba. And then, you know, Mark started talking me up into getting higher certifications. So I just kept building my certification level. And then Caroline's done the same thing. Uh, She's, you know, trying to build hers up. And then it came time with all the stuff that's been going on in law enforcement. I was just like, well, you know, it's it's time to to pull up the boots and leave. And so uh, we started talking about it. And I was talking to Mark one day, and he was telling me how, you know, he's he had just got turned, what, 70, I believe? 
Wow. He turned 70 and he was like, you know, I just can't do this anymore. Lifting these tanks and doing all this is just, you know, he had been in a couple of bad uh, vehicle wrecks. So he was kind of beat up and he just said, I can't do it anymore. Um, I'm going to close the shop. And uh, I was like, oh, you can't close underwater adventures. That's like a staple in Baton Rouge. You got to have it. He's like, I just can't do it anymore. And so I went home and, you know, hey, what do you think about owning a dive shop? And what did she say, Caroline? I said, sounds like a great adventure. (laughs) (laughs) So you were on board from the beginning? Uh, Yes. Um, You know, I I think owning a business is is really, um, it's it's a great opportunity. And even though um, it was probably crazy of us in, in the middle of a pandemic, with the economy the way that it is, um, but I, I, it's been it has been an adventure, and we don't regret it at all. We have met so many wonderful people, and um, I'm looking forward to more advanced certifications and 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 the travel that that's involved with it as well. So, so after that initial dinner table conversation, then, I mean. Like, was it overwhelming? How am I? Because, I mean, I know law enforcement is kind of like journalism was. You you know, you get used to doing your thing. But yeah. this is a total sort of reinvention and probably some different skills. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's 180 degrees different. Well, I can't say that. Uh, dealing with the public, you know, you're still dealing with the public. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in law enforcement, you, you know, you have to learn how to talk to people and, you know, gain their confidence and all that stuff and it's the same way as in owning the business the 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 difference was in law enforcement if something happened it didn't fall on me right you know now if a shipment's back ordered or a customer isn't happy well the buck stops with me so i have to you know fix the problem uh but it it has been a learning curve uh having never owned a business before and having to worry about this tax, this tax, inventory tax, uh, you know, oh, where am I going to get my stock from? Uh, you know, oh, we got this that has to be repaired, but these people are leaving tomorrow and they just dropped their stuff off, you know. So it's it's kind of like trying to figure out how to balance everything and keep everything on an even keel. One thing that Land um, did in the military is he was a mechanic in, in the military and he's very mechanically minded. And one of the first things he did when we bought the business was he uh, went through all of the certification classes so that he could maintain equipment because that's wow. one of the things that Mark okay. did as part of the service at Underwater Adventures um, to, to maintain equipment, which is your lifeline when you're diving. So um, that's it's a very important part of having a dive shop mm-hmm. and land has um, has now a wall of certifications um, to, to be able to do that they call it my pretty papers it's <laughs> great what how do y'all divide the labor between you what what do you focus on Caroline well I'm um, especially since she's you have the a, bookkeeper land calls me oh. the nerd um, I do I all of, married a nerd I do all of That's the nerdy great. work um, I um, I I um, I take care of a lot of the paperwork and the business aspects of it, and social media and things like that. Um, we're starting to work on the travel part more. Um, nice. I I really would like to eventually have um, sort of a travel business um, in in addition that as as sort of a um, a tangential part of the shop uh, because I think 
uh, adventure doesn't just stop with water. It, it, they're all types of adventures. So well, That's what our, one of our shirts says, adventure doesn't stop at the surface. Nice, so. nice. And so then, Lan, are you in the shop full-time every day? Are I'm you in the, the customer-facing? I'm in the shop Monday through Saturday. Wow. Uh, so we take, we're closed on Sundays and Mondays, but I am in the shop on Monday. So if people call me, I'm like, oh, come on by. Uh, but so I'm, I check the inventory. I do all the ordering uh, of all the gear we need. Uh, I interact with all the customers. I repair all their gear. Uh, we rent gear. So uh, if somebody comes in like, hey, I want to go diving, but they don't have their own gear, we'll rent them all the stuff they need minus the the uh, what we call the soft goods, the fins, masks, snorkel, okay. stuff like that, because yeah. that's really more of a personal fit. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, regulator in BC, we get you fitted up a uh, wetsuit if you need one, and then you know we clean the gear. We also maintain all our rental gear, <clears throat> and if somebody is interested in trying out some gear, I try and find a pool for them so they can take a, a BC and a regulator, try it out in the water, uh, and see if they like it. And then, so y'all do. And I just, I'm, I'm so envious because I think I just have to say, this is so great because I think retirement is for the birds and working keeps you young, but you're working doing what you love and you're learning new things. So well, you're just like firing all sorts of neurons, right? So this when I retired, so awesome. I did it mainly to keep myself out of trouble because when you have, you know, what are the, what's the adage, <laughs> uh, idle hands? Think, yeah. yeah. So I was like, nope, I got to have, I got to have structure. I mean, I've been in the military and the sheriff's office the majority of my adult life. So I was like, okay, I have to have something to do because I can't just sit around. Mm -hmm. So this is perfect for me because I am doing something and I'm doing something that I thoroughly enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I also get to get other people really excited about doing this. That's so great. And the look you see on someone's face when they come up after their first dive and they're like, oh, did you see? Oh, my God, that's so awesome. It's, it's just it makes you happy. So Lan uh, is now a, a scuba instructor, um, and and so he's now in you know part of the the, the class um, the, the class structure. But we've had you know we inherited a long list of of very well qualified dive masters and okay. and instructors. And uh, they are still part of the shop as and, well. And do you employ them, or they're like contract workers that will d do a trip or do a classes for you? They're they're more like con contractors. Yeah. They they come in and, and do um, they they support the classes. Um, if someone hasn't been in, in the water for a long time, a dive master usually works with them for a refresh refresher class, mm -hmm. and um, and things like that. Um, and they come from all walks of life. There are lots of people who, you know, they're dentists, they're doctors, they're... Um, firemen. Firemen, yes. Uh, um, plant well, workers. So that, okay, so I have a couple of questions, but let me stick with this while I'm thinking about it. So, it, because it seems like it would be a not inexpensive hobby. It's not. It's, right? it's, so it's They so, don't come from all walks of life. Well, no, so all, all of our dive masters and instructors, we have everything from LSU students all the way up through firefighter personnel, uh, you know, people that are in administration and uh, plants, doctors, lawyers, everything. We, we kind of have them all. Uh, the fun thing about all the staff that we, empl that we use, <clears throat> they don't only just come in to the shop to teach a class or do a certification, but they'll be like, hey, y'all are going on a trip. I want to go with y'all. Yeah, that's great. And what we have found in a couple of different places that we've dove uh, like she just got back from Roatan, and you know 
the dive master down there like oh y'all don't have to worry about them they're, they're good nice because we try and make sure that our divers are trained to where we don't have to worry about them we've uh, I think we we'd like to carry on Mark's motto of, of, of safety and fun it's it was one of the big principles of the of the shop that we'd like to continue um, the um, the travel part of it is is lots of fun and and it is um, we, we would like to we've, we've thought about the expenses of the you know the economy the changes in the economy and things mm -hmm. like that and one of the things that we'd like to do is to start planning some trips that are driving distance um, and they're actually you don't necessarily have to go to another country to dive um, and so that's one of the things we like to, to start is doing. Is there more. good diving off the somewhere off the Gulf Coast, the Gulf of Mexico? There's good diving all over the Gulf Coast. Really? There's good diving off the eastern seaboard, the western seaboard. Oh, I can uh, believe that. Anywhere in the Gulf. Uh, we have a, a large number of people that come to the shop that are spear fishermen. And okay. so they're going out of Venice, Fouchon, you know, Leeville, all that, going spear fishing. Yeah. And they're always coming back with beautiful pictures like this is what the water was like. Uh, but we go to uh, Panama City. Uh, we go to a place called Vortex Springs in Florida, which is a natural spring. Uh, that's beautiful diving. Uh, there's some places we're going to try and get to in the near future off of uh, Moorhead, North Carolina, because there's actually a sunken German U-boat that you can go dive that was shot, uh, that was sunk during World War II. So cool. The thing about Louisiana is the Gulf of Mexico um, in Louisiana is, is deep in most places. But there are rigs that that are that are there that people like to, to dive, mm -hmm. and so that's really what we see for people who dive in Louisiana. And there's also there are also some other places, not just in the Gulf of Mexico, in Louisiana, where people dive. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Caroline and Lan Wolf of Underwater Adventures. So for your, I mean, you all sell equipment, you rent equipment, you service equipment, you offer classes and personal instruction, and then you take trips. What's the mix, I mean, in terms of your revenue? Where, where, where does the majority of it come from, or is it evenly spread among those different? So I would say that the majority of the revenue is going to come from the classes and the sale of gear. Sale. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, once you purchase your own gear, you have to have it serviced to keep it under warranty. A lot of the manufacturers offer... Uh, limited lifetime warranty and supply parts mm -hmm. for these warranty repair jobs or service jobs but you have to bring it in uh, like uh, the atomic line it's uh, two years 200 dives then you have to have it serviced well they'd really like you to bring it in after the first year you got it you bought your gear and have it tested just to make sure that everything's going good because especially with covid gear just sat in people's closets right and this is life-saving equipment so if you leave it sitting there are chances that something could go wrong and that's why we tell people bring it in every year we'll do a pressure and water test on something first and then we'll do a rebuild kit the next year and we we and we send out reminders hey it's time for you to get your gear serviced so how much would it cost say to buy like I guess sort of a basic entry level gear that you would need and then I guess the class is too, right? How many hours so, of class do you have to take before you can get So a uh, class. If you're taking open water uh, certification, we run a class on a Tuesday night, a Friday night, a Saturday and Sunday and that's going to be your classroom and uh, pool portion. Then you have to go on a checkout dive. 
uh, NAWI requires 17 hours of classroom or classroom or water time, and that's going to include your open water. Uh, but you also have to take an e-learning code uh, on on the computer. You take an e-course, and you have to finish that first, and then you come into the classroom portion. So, all told, uh, you're looking at what's five days, six days mm-hmm. total. Okay. But so one of the things that that Lan has has talked, you know, there are lots of students who will come in and say, "I really want to learn to dive," and and he'll say, "Well, you know, it's not." You don't have to pay us um, the whole thing all at one time. It's something that you can do gradually, and we we also offer a student discount so that students, if if you know a group of students want to come in and they want to to, to get certified, certified, they can do that, and they can and they can you know, buy their e code, and then um, you know two weeks, three weeks later, when they get a little bit more money, come in and take the classroom. Nice. Yeah. So we don't make you do it all at one time. Because, like you said, it is it is rather expensive. But the thing you have to remember is this is the gear that you're going to be buying if you're buying your own gear instead of renting. It's life-saving equipment. Of so course. anything life-saving is rather expensive. But uh, so we will we'll, uh, it. But that's one of the things I do when people come in. They'll come in and say, "Hey, I want to buy some dive gear." My first question is, "Where are you going to be diving?" Because that makes a determination. Are you going to be sure. diving cold water or warm water? Mm-hmm. How many times a year do you think you'll be diving? Uh, two to three times? Well, you don't need this $2,000 regulator. You can get by with this $500 regulator. It's going to be more cost effective. It's still a great piece of gear. Yeah. But you don't need the ultimate top end. Now, if you want that, I'll sell it to you. But, you know, I, so I try and I, I don't try and push gear on people. It's like, tell me what your needs are. What are you going to be doing with it? And I'll show you all the different options. So another thing is that uh, there is a piece of equipment that is called a full face mask, and it requires special training to use. And recently, um, one of our dive instructors was um, trained someone who's training to go to Mars on how to use that. um, Alyssa Carson. And so it's not that you know, one of the benefits of, of having the dive shop is not just you know the, the selling of the gear and the financial part of it, but there are really cool things yeah. about it. People come in and, and oh you know there's a there's a man who's doing some the ar- ar- uh, archaeological, archaeological. Ex- uh, exploration in the Gulf, and um, then there's um, Alyssa Carson and. Um, the people. Um, really one, interesting. People, one of our sure. dive instructors has um, started a dive discussions group that he nice. has um, <clears throat> once once a month, and it, it's a gathering of people. Unusually, there'll be speakers that that come from from all different parts of the diving community. We've had lot. They've had wildlife and fisheries. They've had. We've had um, somebody from the a board member of uh, Dan Divers Alert Network. Okay. Uh, we've had LSU, uh, the LSU Oceanography Department, come and talk, and so wow. we usually, you know, they usually do it at like a little, one of the little microbreweries around here, and everybody goes in and you know has a glass of beer and listens to this presentation, and then we have little giveaways and we'll talk about a dive destination and. Nice. So it's a community of of people. It's not just a store. And that brings me to really what was going to be my next question anyway, but. How is Baton Rouge as a dive city? Like, this is a great place for runners. It's a great place if you're a kid growing up playing baseball. I mean, there's just a lot here for that. 
is it is there a robust di diving community or just an interesting no, one? No, there's a, there's a pretty robust. I mean, we have we have several thousand people that come that are on our mailer list that come that have been you know previous customers current customers and everything uh that come through underwater adventures and i'm sure seven seas has about the same uh it's just there's a lot of people in the greater baton rouge area as far as uh hammond uh st francisville uh sure. all the way you know and there's if you check on the map there's a several dive shops there's two here they have them in slidell they have one in mandeville uh lafayette They've got two in New Orleans, I want to say, and then they've got one down near uh, down near Grand Isle. So there's a pretty strong diving community in Louisiana. And do you have online competition, or would you not yes. be advised to buy dive equipment online? Just Correct. Both, both of those statements are true. Okay. There are some horror stories about people who we've advised don't go online and buy this used gear from Craigslist. You, you don't know what you're getting. Sure. And, and, you and they'll bring it in, and I'll just look at them like, bless you. You, have, you just bought complete garbage. You know, there's really nothing I can do with this. But they said. And it's, yeah. they, oh, well, <laughs> I talked him down from $1,200 to $500. It's like, you bought $500 worth of junk. Wow. And then they wind up having to buy more gear. So what I tell people is, if it's a local uh, item that you're buying used, Ask them if you can bring it, or get them to bring it, and let me look at it, or let so another, let just anybody that's in the uh, that's a repair tech look at this equipment and see if it's worth doing something. Because there are several brands of regulators out there that are no more. So if you bring one in, there's nothing I can do. They do not make parts for them anymore. Wow. So and most people probably don't realize that, correct. especially if they're newbies. But there are also uh, brand uh, like uh, certain manufacturers that they're trying to get all this old gear off the market. So they're like, "Hey, send me the old gear, and I'll sell you. I'll give you a brand new one at a greatly discounted price." Mm -hmm. And so I've brought that up to people that have brought in this older gear. So we do do we do that. Uh, but yeah, it's we're getting ready to start some stuff at Underwater Adventures. Like we're going to have a swap meet. So maybe on a late Saturday afternoon or a Sunday, we'll cook a big jambalaya or something, put out some tables, invite all the dive community in, bring your gear that you don't want or that you're trying to get rid of or that you have extras. and Or if you're looking for gear, come by. There'll be tables set up and there'll be technicians there to tell you, yeah, that's you can repair that. There's still parts for it or, you know, that'd be good. You asked about the community and, and the number of people in the community in Baton Rouge. And you have no idea how many people I'll just generally, oh, you know, Lan and I recently bought Underwater Adventures. And, and the person I'm talking to will say, oh, I got certified way back in blah, blah, blah. And I really w was thinking about doing it again. There are many people who are in that situation where they, they at one time either just went and got certified because it's, it's a bucket list item for many people. Mm -hmm. I, I've always wanted to do that. And you have some people who... Um, who continue doing it, and then you have the people who maybe are, I, I just did it because it was on my bucket list, and now I'm ready to move on to my next thing on the bucket list. So <laughs> it, you've, got, you've got a variety of, of divers that, um, that are in the community. Is it, is, it, is it good being married and having this hobby and this business together? I think so. Yes. Has it made your marriage stronger? You think? <laughs> I think so. You know. Um, you know. We're we, both working towards the same goal. 
yeah. in business and in the relationship. Mm-hmm. We were we we've only been married since 2010, so we already had our children yeah, so we when we came into our marriage. <laughs> That's nice. So yeah. um, this is sort of our. Everyone said, oh, are you going to have a baby now that you've gotten married? And we said, no, we don't need to do that again. <laughs> we have enough. So, so this is sort of a child that we're bringing up together. And I think that that, that, that is, um, it, we, we've already had a little bit of experience with parenting actual children. I think that the dive shop is our, our new child. Well, Caroline and Len Wolf, it's always a pleasure to learn about the interesting businesses that people operate and you both have such a, a unique niche and bring such an interesting narrative to to a store and a community that people in Baton Rouge just love. So thank you for sharing your experiences with me today on Out to Lunch. It's been great to visit. Thank you. Thanks for the it's opportunity. Yes, thanks. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Caroline and Lan Wolf of Underwater Adventures. We had to edit this show to fit into our time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and learn more about Underwater Adventures by going to our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.